Good morning, church. Today's scripture readings will, will be Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and the glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in, all, in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks they have, has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Good morning. It's good to see everyone. Um, cold and flu season is certainly upon us, so make sure you're checking on your friends and family. Um, if you look around, we've got a lot of folks that are out. Um, so, so check on folks and make sure that they're doing okay and give them uh, some, some words of encouragement. My family's been down and out. If I wasn't preaching, I'd probably still be home today. Um, no fever. I don't think I'm contagious. But it, uh, whatever we've had going around is just exhausting. Um, <clears throat> really, really, really draining. But uh, we certainly uh, are encouraged to be amongst one another and miss you when, uh, miss most of you, Steve. Um, yeah. Told you I'd work it in. He was dogging me a few weeks back, but uh, that's, a, that's a mild call out. But uh, we certainly do miss, uh, miss our brothers and sisters from around. That's something we should never, 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 never take for granted. Um, I'm going to move this. Um, we're going to look today at chapter 3, the first part of chapter 3, as we continue our look um, and study of the Philippian letter. And, and where Paul's going to take us today um, is really to a place where we have an inward look of, of ourselves. I, I was going to, I think I probably still will. Um, and, and, and I think the point is, um, when we look at our personal resume, right, um, as, as Paul did, that it can feel boastful. If I was going to go through my resume, um, I'm like, man, that, that just feels kind of boastful. But that's the point. The, the, the point is, that, that our resumes that we build for ourselves and rely upon um, can be just that. You know, has, has anybody ever walked into a job interview and handed someone a resume? Anybody? The rest of you know? Well, good for you. That's, uh, then, 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 then you don't have to really worry about it, right? It, it's, it, it's imperative, right, when you, when you go in to, to make sure that it's structured. Uh, I, I, a few years ago, uh, of course, I worked for a 
construction company out of Florida, but a few years ago, opportunity for somebody I worked with out of New York was brought to me um, for uh, Express, a division of, of, of Limited here in, here in Tampa. And uh, I haven't put together a resume in decades. It kind of, the way it worked for me was I had you know, self-employed, have my own consulting business, and then at some point in time, one of my clients would say, come to work for us, and I'd do that, and uh, if that would come to an end, back to consulting, I'd go, and then another client said, hey, come, come work for us um, exclusively. And so, as I was talking to these guys, um, I, <clears throat> I sent them, because what we keep is just a bio. That's what I, that's what I traditionally did. I worked out of the New York office for CSI, would hand uh, a potential client just a bio so that it read a certain way. This is, these are the skill sets, these are the experiences. Um, and so that's, that's what I sent these guys, and they're like, don't you have a traditional resume? I'm like, what do you mean, traditional resume? And uh, well, you know, one that goes through with blocks and, and dates, and like, well, no, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw one together. But so when you walk in, it's important to have it structured, it's important to have, depending upon the type of job you're, you're talking to someone about, whether it's in my position, whether it's financial or whether it's audit related, you change the, the language of, of the resume or of the bio so that it speaks to that specific uh, position and, and highlights those skill sets. Because to me, I utilize them all simultaneously, whether, whether I'm on the financial side of the desk or the audit side of, of the desk, I, I utilize them all. But people are looking for certain things. And so when you, when you have this resume that you've put together, you're highlighting what you believe to be the, the, the most poignant aspects of yourself. You're trying, to, you're trying to sell yourself. You're trying to build yourself up and, and make certain areas pop, right? And so, you know, um, mine looks like, you know, I, I, I'm a CPA. I passed the CPA exam on my very first attempt coming out of college. Um, very hard to do. It's, it's a rare thing. Um, and in uh, making it more difficult, if you don't have any work experience, there's, there's practical application within the CPA exam, right? Those of you that have taken it, that is, that is really reliant upon actual experience. Um, I've worked in public, public accounting. Um, I've got a vast array of, of experience across most every spectrum of business out there from manufacturing to distribution uh, to retail to banking and finance. Um, I've done a lot of work with uh, the Defense Department over the years. Um, I have taken companies and designed controls for them, uh, made them compliant so that they could go um, to a, a, an IPL, an initial public offering, and, and you know, to be traded on, on the stock exchange. I've worked with the Discovery Channel, uh, the NBA, um, U.S. Congress. Um, I, I performed, oversaw a security um, job for, for, for the U.S. Congress years ago. Um, I've been inside top secret um, facilities. I've been in rooms that are, that are ghost proof. They have, they have particular windows and, and, and uh, devices on the windows so that people can't here, if they're trying to listen from the from the outside, right? Um, work with with spooks, with 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 agents, and on and on and on and on and on and on. My my secular resume 
spiritual resume. Raised in the church of Christ. Um, was of the conservative, not just any church of Christ, but the proper church of Christ, <laughs> right? Um, where, where, where we exercise the proper um, adherence to conservative doctrine, use the properly stamped songbooks that were acceptable, that, that the early church used, um, was, uh, you know, attended Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesdays. We were talking here just recently I was talking to my son, Tom, and uh, we were talking about hunting. The family would always go down to the cabin. Uh, the family had a cabin down in West Virginia, and everybody would congregate down there the week of Thanksgiving because in Ohio, stupid hunting laws, you can't hunt. The week of Thanksgiving, when everybody's off, you have to wait till the week after, so we would all go to West Virginia. But, but we didn't go, Dad and I didn't go, until Wednesday night. He would get off work. He would work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He would never take the week off. Um, but then we still wouldn't go. What would we do Wednesday? We'd go to church Wednesday night. And then he and I would come dragging into the cabin down in West Virginia at 10 or 11 o'clock at, at, at night. And so that is a, that's, a, that, that's a, a bonus on my side. Began preaching when I was 21. I uh, attended uh, several, well not several, a couple of different uh, Christian colleges. Um, memorized the Sermon on the Mount. Um, when I was in school, not because I really wanted to, but if I memorized the Sermon on the Mount, I didn't have to go to class. That was, that was the, uh, I think the professor's name was Dr. Ellis. He said, if you don't come to class, that's okay. Um, if you memorize the Sermon on the Mount, that'll be your final, and you're exempted from, from, from coming to class. So, cha-ching, I memorized the Sermon on the Mount and showed up for the final. Um, I was recruited after I um, was, was coming out of school. Of course, I, uh, I had received, I took a lot of Bible, but I had received my degree in, in uh, accounting. I had a Bachelor of Science with a, with a degree in accounting. I had a 4.0 in my accounting classes. Took my entire um, major uh, classes in two semesters. Had to get Dean sign off to do that, uh, but had met my uh, few, well, I already knew her, but we were engaged. Steph and I were planning on getting married, and so I wanted to be done with school. In order to do that, I had to fast track my my major, and uh, was was able to do that. And then, like I said, I was recruited by Everett Hufford out of I think it's Hardy. If I know Everett, he's still around. Well, you know, I'm going to go with he was at Hardy, but wanted me to come get my MDiv, uh, but but opted not to not to do that. It was a, it was an honor to be asked. Um, began a home Bible study in August of 1989, which we hosted uh, year-round for over 30 years. We're on a, on, a, on a sabbatical from that right now, but we do hope and intend to, to uh, get it started back up. Um, have uh, taught every single Bible uh, or every single book within the Bible, uh, some numerous, numerous times. Um, with, within that time period, um, have developed original curriculum, uh, very intelligent curriculum at times, uh, numerous classes, numerous, numerous um, quarters at a time. Um, became education deacon at age 27. That was, that was quite an honor. Um, something that, that I was very, very 
pleased to do. Um, I've lost track in later years, became an elder around the age of 45, I think. Um, that's when all the great uh, came, came, came a rushing on. Um, I've, I've been um, an, an evangelical individual. I've baptized folks. I've been on mission trips. And I have argued over the years the word with other folks ferociously. Those would be the highlights of my, my secular and spiritual resume. And uh, as Paul eventually is going to tell me, Tom, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. He says here, finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Um, to write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. And he comes back to this theme, right? A few weeks back, we talked about the ocular. This idea of seeing clearly. Remember that? The idea of looking at folks uh, with an intent to, to be able to analyze, to understand, so that we can look out for the needs of others, right, as well as ours, putting folks ahead of, of us. That idea of, of seeing. He revisits that idea. He says, look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who, who mutilate the flesh. Because we are the circumcision. And he's talking about the spiritual circumcision, right? And I did feel boastful, didn't you? It felt boastful going through resumes, didn't it? Kevin, a little bit? Yeah. I, 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 I struggled with doing it, but that's, that's, that's the point, right? That is the point. But the spiritual circumcision, that's who we are. And when we are the spiritual circumcision, those who have been circumcised within the heart, as he tells us in Romans, right? Those not of the flesh, but those who have been circumcised in the heart and have been changed by the Spirit in the heart. That's who we are, and so they will be coming after us. We worship by the Spirit of God in glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Zero confidence in the flesh. My resume doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying we're not called to respond, right? We are called to respond. We are called to work. But the simple fact that I do something, that I've done something, that I've done things, has zero impact. And, and here this church has zero impact on my righteousness your resume right you've all got resumes sitting out here right of all of the service that you've done all the years that you've taught bible class all of the meals that you've prepared right all the times that you've taken care of those around you all the prayers that you've lifted up on behalf of others it the it, it is expansive right but that in and of itself, he's reminding us, does not make you righteous. And righteousness is what ultimately God is seeking, a righteousness, but a righteousness based in Christ. Though I myself, and this is what I love, and I love this section, I myself have reason 
for confidence in the flesh. Now, his resume is much more concise than, than mine, but it's, it's impactful. Look at what he says. If anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, well, I have more. Right? Paul is confidently saying, I don't believe there's anybody out there with a resume like mine. And I believe it. And, and I think that's one of the reasons God sought Paul out. Because his righteousness was based in his resume. Right? His righteousness was based upon what he had done, what he had accomplished, right? The accolades that had been heaped upon him, right? The pedigree that resided within Paul, Saul at the time. And he says without hesitation, anybody thinks they've got reason? I've gotten the most. And here's why. I'm not going to go into all the detail. You, you should know the majority of this, right? The underlying. But he was circumcised on the eighth day. Well, that's according to the law, right? That's according to the law. So right from the start, out of the womb, he would have been circumcised after eight days, right, from his, from his birth. And, and accompanying that, I believe it is implied that he would have been um, offered, right? He, he would have been sanctified and called out for a, 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 a purpose, right, at the temple. Um, of the people of Israel, um, and, and I believe the reason he says that, he's making it clear, right, that his heritage is, is the, the, the children of Israel. And he's not a proselyte. He has the true bloodline of the children of Israel. He's of the tribe of Benjamin, right? And that's one you've got you've to think about and look at that. Why is the tribe of Benjamin something that he, that he offers up, right? Well, the tribe of Benjamin was one of the tribes that stayed with, as, as, as Judah. Remember when the kingdoms divided, northern kingdom and southern kingdom? right? Benjamin was in the southern kingdom, right? Those that, that proclaimed to remain true to God. It was not up north building temples to idols and, and worshiping idols and offering sacrifices to idols. He was of the tribe and lineage that stayed true to, to the calling of God. He's a Hebrew among Hebrews, right? He, he is a standout in the lineage of the Hebrew nation. He, he's telling folks. And as to the law, a Pharisee. He has risen to the top. He, is, he has achieved, right? He, he's moved up the ladder, and he is now a Pharisee that resides over Israel, that 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 that. that determines who is right and who is not right, right? They, they hand out the law to folks. They, they hand out the judgments upon people. He is a Pharisee, and as to zeal or, or energy and focus, he was a persecutor of the church, right? It's believed that he was the guy that was holding cloaks when they stoned Stephen, in Acts chapter chapter 7. But be that as it may, 
Paul was the tip of the spear when the church came into being that the, that the, that, that the Jews, those that were the Hebrews, those that were the chosen people, he was the tip of the spear that went after these blasphemers that, that dare follow this guy named Jesus Christ, right? He was the guy. And as to righteousness, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. As to righteousness, and this is what he says, as to righteousness that is found under the law, blameless. Blameless. Think what you want. To me, he is saying that he has not violated the law of Moses. He is, he, he is not condemnable under the law. Man, that's a good resume, isn't it? Something to be proud of. Something to hang your hat on. That is Paul's resume in a nutshell. But, he says, as impressive as you think that is, Whatever gain I had, right, whatever advantage it gave me, whatever position it provided me, I counted, past tense, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So he took that resume, that body of work that, 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 that had, had begun as an infant and led up through his adulthood, he took that body of work and set it aside. Now how hard is that to do? How hard is that to do to set aside your body of work that you, that you rely upon that gives you your identity, that gives you the feeling of accomplishment and righteousness? Hard. That would be hard, hard to do. And I submit to you that mankind has a great struggle with that. The only way that you can come to grips with turning loose of that side of you is to understand that you have something greater, more powerful, and more valuable with which to replace it. And that's what he is saying. I counted it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things. Count them as rubbish. Y'all know what that word translates as, right? Garbage. Dung. It, 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 is, it is the garbage heap. Right? Waste. That which is, has met its end, has no more value, and is, and is cast, cast aside. That is what he thinks of all of his body of work. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness, and this is where the righteousness piece comes in, right? He makes it clear. Not having a righteousness of my own, right? Because it's easy to think that I'm righteous because of what I've done. And what I do. It, it can get confusing, right? You know, 
faith without works, right? Show me, show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. James, it, it you know, it can get, it can get kludgy in, in one's head. But we have to, we have to look at God's word to help us be clear on things, right? He, he wants the fruit of our lives to manifest all of these things, but not manifesting these things out, you know, from myself and of myself and by myself is what makes me right in his eyes. Robin, as we were talking about the, um, the armor of God, the full armor of God, one of the things that Robin talked about was being right, that idea of making yourself right, allowing yourself to be right in God's eyes. And the way that we are right in God's eyes is through Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ. Faith and belief in what Jesus Christ did, who he is. Faith and belief in his resurrection from the dead, right? And the promise of eternal life. Relying on Jesus is where we find our righteousness. It's found in him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law, right, which is my doing, but that which comes through faith in Christ the righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That by any means possible, right? Two weeks ago, Robin taught out of the last part of Philippians chapter 2, and one of the, one of the verses goes like this work out your fear work out your own salvation with fear and trembling right with fear and trembling that that certainly indicates and invokes a vision right an image of of pain suffering right focus um, and, and, and and effort trembling it, it, is, it is so critical and important that it should have that amount of effort from us with regard to our, our salvation. That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Just a few verses. I didn't have to go any further than, than, than Matthew, right? As Jesus came on the scene and began began his, his, his ministry and they began to teach the multitudes um, and by the way sidebar how many folks are watching um, the, the the chosen now both hands Melanie told her, she, told her she could raise both hands she was telling me before you know I told her to try to get a wave started there we go Kyle's got both hands up if you have it get to it folks it is it is inspiring um, it is an inspiring piece of work, so we'll we'll keep on it till we get everybody um, in the cult of the chosen watching. Right? We will be relentless in our recruiting of this, um, but it it takes it takes the things that we see um, and and gives us great imagery, right? Brings it to, to life and, and and allows us to see a you know a human aspect, right? Um, of of what may have transpired um, that we see within the, the scriptures. 
but Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, right? When you're hungry and thirsty, that becomes your priority, doesn't it? When you're hungry and thirsty, you seek out sustenance. You seek out the things that will quench that hunger and quench that thirst. And so he's telling us, go after righteousness the way you go after food and water. Seek that righteousness. Because if you seek it, you will be satisfied. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Again, he says, for I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, right, who for in large part were hypocrites, right, as he calls them out extensively over and over in Matthew 23. Your righteousness has to exceed that of those folks who, who do, whose hearts do not truly belong, right? <clears throat> they do not truly belong to, to God, to Christ. It has to exceed that, um, or you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. They had a righteousness that was based in what they did and in who they were, and it was based on their own resume. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people, right? It's not, it's not there for a show. People will see it, but the motivation has to be proper, right? Don't do it to be seen and to bolster yourself, to add to your resume. You have to, we have to exercise our righteousness for, for the right reason. Because if you do, you have no reward with your Father. But seek first priority. Righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all things that we need will certainly be, be added. Passage out of Romans. Can't talk about righteousness without going to Romans. Romans <clears throat> chapter 3. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, right? They're pointing to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short, right? Uh, that present perfect imperative, something like that. It's an ongoing. All have sinned and, and fall, continue to fall short of the glory of God and are justified, though, by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, uh, whom God put forward as a propitiation, right? That's that one-sided offering, right? One-sided, he did it, nothing I can do. I can't put that on my resume. That is his and his alone. By his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. The justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? Okay, What becomes of our resume? What becomes of 
of my body of, of work, it is excluded by what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Faith in Jesus Christ, who he is, what he did, and what he offers. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. I'm going to read the last portion of, uh, of Philippians 3 again, just so we hear what our resume is supposed to be. And so the title of today's lesson is Update Your Resume. We should all refocus, right? Always refocus and make sure that we're putting our faith in Christ and what he has done, right, as our justification. That is where our righteousness is found. And because of that, right, we serve, we glorify, right, we love, we forgive, we forbear, right? All of those things stem from, right, and proceed out of the righteousness that Jesus Christ gives us. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And here's the culmination, right? That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from dead. Righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ is to be our resume, right? That's, that's you know, if I were at the pearly gates, have to hand a resume to God, that's, that's all it needs to say, that my righteousness is through faith in Jesus Christ. That's, that's where our righteousness resides, right? That's where, that's where it comes from. Uh, and everything else springs from that. So we all need to make sure that our resume is updated. And that should be at the very top of it, that Christ is our Lord and we are right in the eyes of God because of the faith and the walk that we have in him. If you're here today and you have never put Christ on in baptism um, and, and found that righteousness that is in him, we would encourage you, um, oh, would we encourage you to, to do that. Um, it begins there. There is no righteousness that you can obtain outside of him. There is no way around him. 
right? There is one and only God, and his son is Christ, and through him, and him only, is found eternal life. If there's any other need that you have that the church can, can help you with, we'd encourage you to come while we stand and while Dan leads us in song.